This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 64 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Eddie. I'm Pat. I'm Andy. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries right here on Paranormal Dads. Welcome back. It's been a little while. It's been a while. We're through the holidays. We're staring Valentine's Day down the down the barrel. And I know it's so cliche, but it, the, it, time's just flying by. It feels like it was just Halloween, and then Thanksgiving hits us, and then Christmas, and now we're in that little pocket, you know, after the holidays and before spring, where there's not much to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to sit back and look at paranormal goodness, which is what we're ready to bring to you today, and I think... Our special guest, Reed, is going to talk about some fun paranormal things that he really likes. Is that right, Reed? Hi, Hi Reed. Reed. Big nod from Reed over there. <laughs> my nephew, Reed. Reed, how old are you? Well, go, ahead and, go ahead and talk so people can hear you. because people Five. Five years Five. old. All right. You can, uh, you can sit back a little bit, buddy. Sit back and then, yeah. Yep. There you go. So, Reed, I saw you brought a book here with you to talk about. What is, your, what is this book about right here? Bigfoot. Yeah? Is Bigfoot your favorite paranormal creature so what are some things that you were uh, trying to show me in the book earlier um you were you were trying to tell me like how far bigfoot can walk yeah look at that wow that guy's, that's that's that guy pretty is, cool kind of a spooky is, picture of bigfoot dead can you explain what what's in that book yeah cool so, so what's in that book read what what does that book talk about bigfoot yeah and like some of the some of the adventures of bigfoot does Bigfoot fly in a spaceship in this book? No. Nope. No. What What does Bigfoot do in this book? You don't know? I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Bigfoot does what he wants. That's right. That's right. Yeah, cool. I was ta- I was actually telling Reed that that, that picture right there, the, the Patterson-Gimlin photo, yep. we actually got Bob Gimlin's autograph at the Hastings Bigfoot event. Yeah, we yeah. met that guy that's like uh, sitting, in the, sitting in the water. <laughs> we met that guy. That's right. That's and that's right. an actual photo of... Yeah, of Bigfoot. Of Bigfoot. There do you know right. what that Bigfoot's name is? That Bigfoot has a name. Do you know what it is? No. It's Patty. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Reed, if you were going to name a Bigfoot, what would you give a Bigfoot's name? What What would its name be? Mm, I don't know. That's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have, how many times have you seen Harry and the Hendersons? Didn't you? Two. Two times? Two times. Yeah, I think he, I think your mom was saying that that was one of your favorite movies for a little stretch of time. So, Reed, do you, do you know what the word paranormal means? Have you ever heard the word paranormal? No. Okay, so paranormal is is kind of like a thing that refers to things that are kind of like uh, different. So there's like ghosts and Bigfoot and UFOs. Do you like paranormal stuff? Does that interest you? When you go to the library, do you ever check out paranormal books? No? No? 
when you're watching like TV shows with your mom and your brothers, do you uh, do you look up like paranormal TV shows? No. Well, anyway, well, thanks for coming on the show. Is there is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up this segment? Mm-mm. No. Do you want to tell anybody out there listening to keep an eye out for Bigfoot? Don't look. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Reed. Well, thanks for being on the show, buddy. Thanks for joining us, Reed. I hope it's really fun to listen to yourself when you get to hear this episode. All right. There we go. Okay. (laughs) So here we go into recent sightings. All right, guys. I have a humdinger for you. I, I'm ready. And I've been sitting on this one, and, and I, I, I'm just, I can't believe I haven't told you guys this. You of all people who went out into the middle of o- Oklahoma and Arkansas on our dogman expedition with, with me, <laughs> I had an experience about three weeks ago that I can't explain right here in Omaha. Oh, boy. Right, this is about three weeks ago, maybe four. So this is a fresh. It's recent. Yeah, it is recent. But it was one of those things that's so startling for a while, I tried to convince myself it didn't happen, right? And I'm going to preface this by saying it was brief. It wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't anything, uh, you know, too elaborate. But I was taking Skye back to her mom's house. And this was around noon on a Sunday, clear, sunny day. And I know this won't be a really good reference point for those outside of Omaha, but I was getting on the Dodge Expressway off of 168th Street. So I turned on, and I'm headed uh, east on Dodge. And in between 168th Street and 156, granted, this is right out by Village Point Mall. That's by where I live, Andy. Yes, it is. It's very close to where Eddie lives. (laughs) So this actually took place on a walking trail right near an apartment complex. And as, as I was driving past, I glance out my window and roughly 100 yards, 150 yards tops, I saw what I could only describe as a wolf. It was, it was near this walking trail, and my first thought was, wow, that's so strange. Why would somebody put a statue of a wolf in a residential park? Yeah. And, and it, it, you know, all the synapses in my brain are trying to put two and two together. And it finally, it finally dawns on me, this is, this, is, this is a real creature. It was standing on all fours looking away from me, so I never got a good look at the face. Guys, this thing was massive. Was it like on the south side or the north side of Dodge? This is on the south side of Dodge. Okay. Yeah, right by the apartments there, but nobody was with it. And, and when it finally occurred to me, okay, this is not a statue. This is, a, this is either the biggest dang dog I've ever seen or this is actually a wolf. Oh, wow. It was, guys, it was huge. Yes. Like, I've never in my life seen a dog. If it was a dog, I've never seen a dog this big. St. Bernard, uh, Great Pyrenees, nothing nothing was as big as this thing. So that area that you're describing is where I live. It's like my, my apartment is right in that little pocket. And there is a pretty significant uh, forested area. There's walking trails. There's a massive creek uh, mm-hmm. system there. Creek runs right through there. Yeah, and uh, you would be hard-pressed if you actually went through this and walked around. There's enough land back there that it's almost shocking that it's in the city because people are taken back there. In fact, it's funny you mentioned this. Yesterday, I went geocaching. Stay tuned to our Instagram for any posts about that, by the way, because I had <laughs> a fun little interaction there. But I went geocaching yesterday with my girlfriend and um, in that area specifically. And it is like the most, to use a word we've used, it's squatchy yeah. as can be back in those woods and that creek and all that area. I could easily see 
because on the north side of Dodge you have some train tracks, and it's 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 like it's weird. It's like a little pocket right in the middle of the city where, and it, it almost backs up to that wildlife. It's the uh, Pacific Street Reserve. Yeah, that's what it is. The Pacific Reserve, actually, yeah. is what it's called. Yeah. So it's like it's right inside the city. Nothing but houses and neighborhoods, but it's just like this patch of land where nothing's on. It's almost, I mean, if I'm being honest, it's probably almost about 40-plus acres or more of just... It's a good chunk. It's a good chunk of land that's just all forested and trees. and The topography of there back there is crazy. But you know, it's funny because there's a beautiful walking trail, mm-hmm. you know, kind of in the vicinity of that reserve and i've been there it's really tranquil it almost makes you forget you're in the city but where i saw this creature it was it was right near some apartments not a not, not another human was in sight mm. god i mean the size of this thing you know taller than an irish wolfhound massive and, and wider than a saint bernard or or a mastiff um in color it was gray and it had some streaks of of white in it pointed ears uh pointed ears big huge bushy tail which to me, you know, you almost think of like a, I don't know, like a Malamute or a Husky or something. Big, huge, long, bushy tail. And as quickly as I saw it, that I mean, that was the whole sighting. Lasted all of five or six seconds. And I, I even I shrieked out loud. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and my daughter, Sky was like, what? And I was like, did you just see that? That was the biggest dog I've ever seen in my life. And, the, you know, the only way I could really describe it it was roughly the size of like a pony if you can imagine like a pony that gives children's rides at carnivals it seemed like it was about that size on all fours that's crazy but it was clearly canine so this is the second time we've had like a a dog type sighting uh i mean like a large large dog type sighting in omaha in in the past couple of months couple of months few few months and i actually have a little follow-up to the one that i think you reported it eddie that Mm -hmm. And there was a, or maybe maybe it came from Andy. There was the uh, neighborhood in Benson, Benson area, right. where where somebody witnessed just like this huge dog type creature, and um, came to find out. Um, a, a friend of mine listened to the show and heard about that, and he actually lives there, so he had to do some little investigating of his own. Come to find out, there's a dog that lives in that neighborhood by the name of Ziggy, and they think that was Ziggy <laughs> that these people were reporting. It was a huge dog. I'm not sure what what type of dog it was, but just this monstrous type dog, but he's well-known in the neighborhood. And he kind of gets around, apparently makes the rounds, and uh, <laughs> sounds like he's fairly friendly, but... Uh, Mystery solved. Ziggy, Ziggy the dog. Ziggy oh the huge, gosh. giant dog <laughs> scaring the whole city. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if you live in the apartments in between 156 and 168 near Dodge, and if you're a fan and listener of the show, if you're missing a uh, a husky or a, a wolf-dog hybrid that's about twice the size of anything I've ever seen, please contact us. Yeah, let us know. And if you see one on two legs, well, definitely contact definitely. us. Definitely. That's what I was waiting for, Pat. I was like, <laughs> if this thing stands up on two legs... I, I can't even imagine. I mean, you'd, you'd be looking at like an eight-foot creature easy right. with how big this thing was. The commonality to this thing, though, too, is that both areas that were kind of seen were very much like a creek type area. I mean, not so much. I mean, in that benson area, there was like a, what's that park that's not too far? Elmwood? Elmwood. Uh, Elmwood Park, park. yeah. Um, and there's a creek system and some trees and all that there, and maybe not as nearly as big as a Pacific Reserve, but still kind of a weird commonality there for yeah. sure. yeah. Well, there you go. Recent sighting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, guy. And you know, even today, I was taking Sky back to her mom's, like like I do every other Sunday, and glanced out my window at that same patch of land, and you know, didn't see anything. So, dog man, dog keep, man, keep your eyes out, man. 
they're in Omaha, it might be time to relocate. <laughs> it's time for pop, culture, and the paranormal. So today, we are going to talk about the person who is going to save us from the aliens. Oh my gosh. So Will it, Smith? <laughs> well, possibly. <Randy> Quaid? <laughs> possibly. So Blaze TV uh, did a um, survey in Britain, uh, and it was conducted by a group called One Poll, and they are t- talking about the choice of the person on Earth who will save us from the aliens when they invade. Oh, snap. No pressure, guys. It's Andy. <laughs> so, and, and among the other data collected in this poll, uh, they, they go over all kinds of different things about UFOs and, and the belief in uh, aliens and the existence of intelligent life in the universe. 11%, uh, so that's one in 10 of Brits believe they have seen a UFO. There you go. 56% believe intelligent life exists beyond Earth. 26% think aliens exist in our solar system. Uh, 52% would be frightened at the possibility of an alien invasion, hmm. which... Well, the word invasion kind of adds up. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's 52%, so that's yeah. majority, baby, oh, right I there. I get it. Uh, 15% say Earth will be dominated by aliens within the next 20 years. Oh, dang. It's pretty aggressive. That, dominated. That's some serious tinfoil going on co-op. right there. Well, really. I mean, you know, if they're going to take over, they, they you know they'll dominate. It's not like we're going to put up <laughs> much of a fight. No. What, what are mean, we going to do? I'm still hoping for the co-op, right? You got Farmer Brown's going to be shooting at him with a rifle from his backyard. Oh, I mean, dude, no, 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 no. We're not going to fight him with technology or weapons. It's, it's humor <laughs> and love. <laughs> well, and, and it's funny, though, the way we've been stuck in our houses. One in five, 20% say they will hide out at home until things are settled. With the aliens. <laughs> With the aliens. Yeah. You know, I'm not getting turned <laughs> into I'm food. Just, I'm, go- I'm going to stay home. <laughs> you know, aliens respect things like drywall. and I was at the store yesterday. I got bread. I got eggs. I am good. I got toilet paper for at least six weeks. <laughs> you hit up Costco. I'm right this out. <laughs> get everything in bulk. I'm good. You know, when REO Speedwagon made right in the storm out, they meant it was about the alien invasion. That's right. Like, get over it. So the top 20 celebrities who would best deal with an alien invasion. Oh, boy. We're starting at number 20 here. Ooh. And you got to remember, these are Britons. These are not Americans. So I'm sure the American list is going to be a little different. But number 20, Joe Biden. Mm. 19, Kamala Harris. Mm. Number 18, Mel Gibson. Oh. From Signs. That's, yeah, because he got, yep, yep. Yep. You got the, you got the baby fought, monitors. Yeah, he fought off England and Braveheart. So they're like, oh, he can fight off you know, <laughs> us. <laughs> you got David Duchovny, number 17. X-Files. Oh, X-Files. Mr. Yeah. Mr. X-Files. Tommy Lee Jones, Ooh. number 16, Men in Black. He's a sourpuss. Uh, let's see, number 15, Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. Who was Paul, or in the movie Paul? Is there a movie he was in Paul, Paul, yeah, in about the Trek. alien that lived inside. Yeah, and he played Scotty in the new Star Trek, yeah. Uh, William Shatner was number 14. Oh, he punched one in the mouth. So, I mean, he's been to space. He knows about these things. Oh, he'd be like... Go, <laughs> be aliens, come here. This one, I, I, this one's I? <laughs> number thirteen is very British. Pierce Morgan, oh lord, TV show host, the Fox News guy. Is he on Fox News? Wasn't it Pierce Morgan? No, no. Oh no, you're talking. I don't know if he the, was on. He the, he was on uh, like the America's Got Talent yeah, type shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah but was wasn't he? An, like I don't know. Pierce Morgan though, he's a British dude. He's 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 big in Britain, or at least he was. He won't. He was recently in some kind of a. 
there was some kind of to do in Britain about some Pierce scandal. Morgan. Yeah, some he won't scandal. be impressed with the aliens. So he'll say, "Eh, I'm bored." Eh, <laughs> go back to space. <laughs> Red You're not approved. You will not make it to the next round. Dang it. Eddie's going to like this one. Number 11, Chris Pratt. Ooh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, man. He's going to come in and just wreck shop. Um, Nicola Sturgeon, number 10. A fish? You guys, you guys I, familiar? I don't so know. this is this is part of the British thing, I think. Leader of oh, he's the he's the first minister of Scotland. He's the leader of Scotland. Well, you know, he's a hardcore guy then. Nicola Sturgeon. So he's he's going to save half us all. A blue face with his <laughs> his kilt on. And... <laughs> Number nine, we're going back to the X Files. Gillian Anderson. Oh, wow, she's higher up on the list than David Duchovny. Oh, well, she's was. better looking too. That's true. She's prettier. Uh, number eight, Donald Trump. What? Number seven, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, well, well she's got alien. a track record. Well, not only an alien, but also Avatar. Yeah. And of course, in Avatar, she was friends with the aliens. Yeah. So there you go with the humor. Maybe you just make friends with them. I'm and just then... saying, yeah, just get on the good side, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about your uh, guys who can handle the situation. Number six, one of my favorites, Harrison Ford. Mm. He'd crack him with a whip. Star Are you kidding Wars, me? Yeah, exactly. Air Force One. He'd crack him with a whip and then shoot him with his uh, with his with Star Wars blaster. He gun. faced off. With, there you go. He's faced off with Jabba. Easy. <laughs> yeah, he can get off the hut. And and look what he did in the Moss Eisley Cantina. Right. I mean, he, he shot first. Oh yeah, he did. He, he did totally. Oh yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise, number five. Yeah. War of the Worlds. Come at him strong with the Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> there, if he can slide go. down buildings and and repel Ex- up mountains by with that without rope, he's exactly. aliens. <laughs> Number four, Bruce Willis, Armageddon Ooh. Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, Sir David Attenborough. That name rings a bell. Uh, from Planet, it, Planet he, Earth. He narrates documentaries. <laughs> That's nice. He's going to lull the aliens to sleep with his buttery voice. <laughs> and the alien invasion came down. And, and the humpback whale migrates for 2,000 miles. They were very, very bored. Number two, we're going to say welcome to Earth. Will Smith. Yeah. Independence Day, Men in Black. He did punch an alien in the mouth. He did. Remember that? He opened the cockpit and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, you West Philadelphia born and raised, man. You better represent. On the alien spacecraft where he <laughs> spent most of his days. <laughs> and the number one person who we're going to depend on to save us from that alien invasion. Oh, boy. Former governor of California. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, my gosh. The Terminator. <laughs> Who is your alien daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, th- this came out back uh, last March, so it's been about a year since yeah. this poll came out. I think it's a solid list. And even Arnold was a good sport in all this, and he came out with a tweet that said, I want to thank the people for putting their faith in me. I am ready to serve. <laughs> <laughs> Send me in, coach. <laughs> Do it now! Do it! Do it now! Get to the chopper! <laughs> so there you go. Those are the twenty people who are going to save us from the alien invasion. Oh my! I feel gosh. safer already. I love this list already. That's <laughs> our crack strike team right there. That is top notch. I, I would say, hey listeners, what's some of your favorite people? Who would you send to help us fend off the alien invasion? Yeah, they say uh, the American list would be different. So who who would you guys throw in that that wasn't part of the list? I'd have to think about that a little bit but um oh dude we're sending all the wwe wrestlers sure come on <laughs> you're not sending in the rock 
Dwayne the Rock, the Rock Johnson. Oh, yeah. Dwayne that's Johnson. Pro- that's probably be my number one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's got to be in there. Oh, dude. He's um, chest kicking aliens. Sylvester all Stallone's got to be in there. Oh, yeah. So, oh, dude. The whole, like, all those action stars. Yeah. Jason Statham. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. going to come rappelling down the side of a, of a building with a fire hose and just kick an alien in the face. <laughs> Pow! How about Clint Eastwood? Clint Get off my lawn. Did you fire alien, four, four filthy alien? alien. <laughs> Did you fire four alien blasts or five? <laughs> I lost count. What about Macaulay Culkin? Dude, Home Alone? <laughs> Dude, the alien gets locked inside of a crazy like upscale house in freaking Chicago, <laughs> yeah, and the aliens are like, where are just, we? <laughs> Macaulay Culkin just goes to town on him? Yeah, he's just dropping paint cans and, and uh, like micro-machine cars are just slipping all over the place. M- melting faces with an iron. Dude, he'll kill a guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> Like he wasn't trying to maim those dudes. He was trying to put yeah, them in the yeah. grave, not the hospital. Let's send the Black Widow after him. Black Widow? Yeah. Like, oh uh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. Or uh, oh, actual Black Widows, like spiders? No, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Scarlett Johansson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just drop a crate of Black Widows. She's one Widows of my on favorite Marvels. Oh, she's great. Um, She'll distract you with her beauty and then kick your alien butt. Yeah, put a hole in your chest <laughs> with her fist. Uh, let me think one more that would be great. Oh, Samuel Jackson, Oh, dude. yeah. Sitting in and just start... Are you kidding me? Sick of these... Aliens With on his, this plane. Break out his purple <laughs> lightsaber. Oh, dude. Oh, Mace man. Windu. Yeah. Oh, all the Star Wars people. <laughs> dude, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson would be good. And he's not even American. No. Alien stole his kid. He has to exactly. go get him back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't in the British That's list. That's a yeah, right? Yeah. You know who has to lead the entire army? Who's at the who's at the point of this pyramid of Who's of the human? tip of the spear here? Yoda. Has to be Yoda. 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 Yeah, you gotta leave with Yoda, man. <laughs> or Kermit the Frog. Oh, Kermit, or Kermit, you know, the Kermit Yoda combo. You know, gee, there's a lot of aliens. <laughs> Come on, Miss Piggy. There you go. That's how you do it. That's Pigs our list. in space. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. What's your yeah. list? Hey, send it to us at, uh, at our Facebook page or our Instagram. Comment on our stuff and tell us what your one of your favorite people to send up to fight off the aliens for us would be. And now it's time for the main mystery. <laughs> All right, everybody, it's time for the main mystery. And we have a special surprise for you. Surprise! Don't say we never gave you something. I'm surprised. <laughs> See, Pat, Pat didn't know. <laughs> I didn't true. even know this was coming. It's true. Andy and I talked about it, and I totally got busy and forgot to call Pat this week. But uh, the idea is that we're going to introduce to you a series, an actual series of podcasts. It's like a puzzle, y'all. You don't want to miss one. You'll be all confused. You got to collect them all. Got to catch them all, Paranormal Dads. <laughs> and so the idea is that we're going to do the Alaska series. We're going to be discussing all of these great myths and mysteries that are centered around the great state of Alaska. And there's no shortage. And how many episodes in a row is this going to be the main Alaskan mysteries? So let's off my rough count with Pat's episode. We got one, two, three, four, five. We're going to look at about a six-episode series. Which is perfect—a double trilogy, <laughs> all right, of episodes featuring uh, Alaska. Like, like Pat said, there is no shortage of mysteries featuring this amazing state. So, without further ado, and this should get us through the winter, right? That'll probably get us through the winter. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea: is that by the time we're done with the series, we're dealing with the balmy days of spring. It will be sunny. It will be warm. We'll be cutting grass again. It'll and be amazing. And we can get back to doing some Atlantis and water-based, you know, aquatic exactly. main mysteries once the weather's nicer. And maybe we'll have to be doing it at the uh, behest of our alien overlords, but who knows? Hey, you know. 
I'm just on the phone to Arnold. He'll take care of the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, here we go into our episode one of our great Alaskan adventure. So today's main mystery, everyone, in our episode one of Alaska series, we're talking about the one, the only Kushtaku. God bless you. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that a Taco Bell? <laughs> it is. It is. They brought it back. It was off the menu for a while. Now it's back. No. Kush. No, sorry. Kushtaka. Kushtaka. Yeah. Kushtaka. That's how they pronounce it. I'm sorry. Kushtaka. Not to be confused with Chaka. Yes, right? Kushtaka. No like berries. Get out of my face <laughs> if you've got berries. But the Kushtaka is also known as the Otter Man. The Otter Man. Yeah. This is where it's going to get really kind of interesting and kind of weird. And I wanted to jump on this uh, Kushtaka first because it was so unique and so interesting. So the lore here, and then we're going to set up this Alaska thing. So in the past 20 years, Alaska has had over 60,000 people go missing. Not found. Like, no bodies, no nothing. 60,000 people have gone missing. As Andy has said, this is like, you've been there. I have, and that's not a very populous no. state to begin no. with. Are there even 60,000 people in Alaska? <laughs> exactly. I think they said Alaska has, I want to say, and stop me if I'm wrong, 175,000 people living in Alaska. Okay. But you're missing over half the population yeah. at that point. I mean, this, this. I mean, granted, it's a, it's a tourism state. So yes. a lot of people come yeah. to visit and apparently never come home. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this place is like twice the size of Texas. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Denali National Park alone. And and we have to fact check this, but I swear I've heard Denali National Park within Alaska is bigger than some of the some of states. It's bigger than Rhode Island. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's nothing but wilderness. They have more trees in Alaska than they know what to do with. Right. I mean, it's, it, to say it's massive is an understatement. It's bigger than Texas. It's bigger than uh, most of. It's, it's the biggest state we have. Um, it used to be like what it was owned by Russia for a while <laughs> or whatever. We got a steal of a deal there, didn't yeah. we? Right. Yeah. I mean, but. The idea is that Alaska has its own mysteries, its own thing. It's almost like it's not even physically attached <laughs> to the continental U.S. It has its own brand of mysteries. And this one we're getting into is the Otter Man. We've talked about Dog Man. Just, talked about Lizard Man. Talked about Lizard Man. The Otter Man. Does he float on his back and eat crack nuts on his <laughs> chest? Giant with his, crab, like <laughs> shells and lobsters. Kind of oily <laughs> coat that... Yep. <laughs> Holds hands with another one as he's swimming. Mm. <laughs> Otters are so cute. I have a feeling this guy's not very cute. He's not cute. Yeah. He's not cute. So the idea with the Ottoman, the stories go as this much. So he is uh, an ancient story told in these. Uh, there's a lot of Inuit, uh, uh, Native uh, Americans, essentially, there. And uh, the story of this uh, Kushtaku goes, Kushtaka. Gosh. Kushtaka. 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 Goes way back. And it's very much very synonymous with stories of kind of like uh, Sasquatch stories. Hangs out in the forest, this time near the water quite a bit. Um, Can imitate the sounds of people to lure people in Mm. so he can jack you up. Kind of like a siren or something, right? (laughs) What's that? Kind of like a siren. Almost like a siren. It would like imitate like a a woman or a baby or something that you're like, man, that's weird. Why is a baby in the woods? And you go look, and before you know it, you're just getting throttled by an otter man right there. (laughs) Choked out. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's Throws you up against a turnbuckle. Exactly. (laughs) Dropping elbows on you. (laughs) Bam. But 
So Otterman, so the stories are this. So in the 17th, I wrote these in my handy-dandy notebook here. In 1750, in Thomas Bay, Alaska, there was a fishing village of approximately 500 people. And they had reported a rash of Otterman sightings. They were just seeing this thing active all over the place. And then lo and behold, this is very similar to uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, a giant avalanche wipes out the entire town, kills uh-huh. everybody. 500 yeah. people dead. Um, and they said that this town was established, lived there. They knew that they were near kind of a you know dicey area, but the area hadn't really experienced a lot of like avalanches. It had a gradual um, erosion going on, but nothing that would necessarily cause this village to be like, man, we made a mistake. We're in the wrong place. Um, and so, like I said, there was all these sightings of this otter man, people reporting seeing him, and then uh, an avalanche just wiped out this entire fishing village. 1750. Fast forward in time, in the year 1900, same place, um, uh, Thomas Bay, Alaska, a prospector by who went by the name Charlie was scouting out ahead of his survey crew, and he's an old prospector looking for some gold out in Alaska. Because I don't mind it all in California, eh? But I'm going to find it in the great Yukon. Hope I don't find an otter, man. He'll beat me up, take my teeth, wear them like a necklace. <laughs> so the point is... So the point is... Uh, Charlie goes out ahead of the survey crew and he's like, I'm going to go scout ahead, find a good spot to make camp and we'll get going. And there was a report of a vein of gold, uh, out in this area. And they were very excited because that's what these guys do. (laughs) So he's out ahead of the survey crew and the survey crew heard essentially screams (laughs) from Charlie (laughs) and they ran up ahead to get to him. Charlie's gone. He's getting jacked up by the otter, man. <laughs> Just, but seriously, Charlie got disappeared. No sign of Charlie. So fast forward in time again. Time travel with us forward, children. <laughs> it's nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, it's getting close now. Getting close. Um, I did my research. I could not find this man's name. Uh, Pat, uh, Pat spied me sitting in my car at Andy's driveway here like, what's that guy doing? I was trying to find this guy's name. Could not find his name. But a writer, which we can do our homework and try to find this guy's name, but a writer who was fascinated by these Otterman stories was like, I want to find out some more evidence about this situation. So he goes out to Thomas Bay, Alaska, which apparently one of the bays, one of the nicknames is like Murder Bay. (laughs) (laughs) Not a big tourist uh, town, is it? (laughs) So there's that. Or Death Bay or something like that. Come out to Thomas Bay. We'll we'll end (laughs) you. Welcome to Murder Bay. I mean Thompson, Thomas Bay. (laughs) Um, So... uh, this writer gets out to Tom, uh, Thomas Bay and is going to literally investigate these stories. He went and investigated the site of this where this village once was, and uh, nobody you know, made a new village there. Like, okay. That place is bad. So he goes there, and he's just kind of narrating and describing how he's feeling. And one of his things was like, I have this really heavy feeling of being watched. Like, like I didn't have this feeling this whole time. I really feel like something is like keeping an eye on me, and I don't know if that's my own paranoia or the fact that I'm sitting on a site, camped out at a site where I know 500 people got killed all at once. But either way, I hope to feel like myself soon. That was kind of what he was like, you know, doing his little journal. Okay. The next day, he goes out to uh, where Charlie got disappeared. The ghost of Charlie is roaming this forest. <laughs> and he goes out there, and he makes camp uh, where this prospector site had been set up. 
and he writes down again, like, there's odd noises around me uh, that sound everything from, like, women crying. And we all know, I mean, we all have gone camping. We know that coyotes can sound yeah. really weird. Make some weird noises. Cougars. I mean, Alaska has it all, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no shortage of any sort of weird animals. There's some birds that make really weird noises. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but the point is, he's he's describing all of these experiences. And he said, I have a, a, a terror is beginning to grip me, that I, unlike one I've ever felt. And I don't know how to describe this. And you guys can see where this is going. Homeboy got disappeared. Yeah. And once again, it wasn't so much like, oh, man, it's evidence of a bear mauling. No, he was gone. He was just like, whoop, vanished off the face of the earth. And can't find any evidence of this guy. So now you've got several cases of people just being just like, whoop, like erased. Gone. Off the planet. And so a team... Uh, this is a fairly recent. A team that's on a History Channel show. I think it's like Ancient Mysteries. They go and they do these things. This team of um, biologists and paranormal investigators went out to go check out Thomas Bay, Alaska, and to kind of retrace the steps <laughs> of these people. And I'm like, I hope y'all made a will <laughs> because this is there's no there's this place has a bad track record. It's like lemmings; they just keep following know, each other off the like, cliff. Man, people keep disappearing here. Stop going! But <laughs> uh, so they go to this place, and I wrote down pretty much their investigation, kind of beat for beat. So they go to this uh, Thomas Bay. They interview some locals. They talk to some people. People will go there and like fish and camp. They no one lives there now. It's gone. So he's talked to some of the people who kind of frequent that area, and they've said, a lot of weird animals out here. You never know. There's a, two types of otters. There's this otter. There's also the sea otter, which is four times as big oh, wow. as a normal otter. They're huge. And they're like, you could technically see a sea otter and be like, that's a tiny guy. you know. And so it's like, there's a lot of, you could do that. And so um, they set up trail cams. They set up all these things. They capture some really strange noises. Once again, birds. Uh, coyotes, uh, mountain lions, but they do sound weird. In fact, one of the sounds that they captured sounded v- almost part and parcel like a baby, like a human weird. baby crying, <laughs> like a wah, wah. I'm like that is a baby. It was weird. And I think even like um, otter pups can make weird noises, like little baby otters. Yeah, they can. do. They make kind of squeaks and squeals, yeah. but. Uh... Gosh, it's weird. Uh, so they had these sounds, and like several of them sounded very infant, like human infant, like. And so they were kind of weirded out by that. They did see some, and the mud around that area is super saturated with water. Like it's just very like mushy mud. It's not like a clay. almost like quicksand, huh? Very much like that. Which we've learned anything in the eighties, quicksand will just kill you. You know, <laughs> up, to, up to your neck, so you'd yeah. be like, ah. <laughs> but uh, uh, so they did get some weird footprints, but it was hard to tell how big the animal was because of the smearing happening from the mud. So the footprints were very hard for them to kind of like even get a cast of because it was literally like waterlogged mud. Um, the piece of evidence that they got that was really interesting. And that was to me was like, this is where doing these things that we've done. Like we've gone off and we've looked for Bigfoot. We've gone and looked for Dogman. We've gone and done like ghost hunts. And there's things that like, there's a little hook, a little thingy, like mm, right there, like just enough to keep you kind of on there. Um, they found uh, fur samples and not just little patches of like, oh, here's a little piece of hair right here. No, it was like chunks, like big old hunks of fur, almost like this animal was like molting or like shedding or just. And they found these chunks of fur. Kind of that were like discarded, and so uh, what they did was 
they find these uh, these really impressive fur samples, like just like just good chunks of like discarded fur, almost like either shedding or even like maybe got into an altercation or a fight. But there's like whole pieces of this stuff, and they're like, "That's weird." So they collect it. Like, give me that fur. So they collect it all. They bring it into a marine biologist lab in the area. Okay, and this person was blown away by these fur samples. And this is why it's like, why? Because Otter Man sounds like you could just toss it away. You'd be like, if, if anything. It's a warning, or it's a misidentification, or we'll go back again. Maybe it's Bigfoot. Maybe you're seeing a Sasquatch. Oh, one of the physical things that separated from Sasquatch, by the way, are its hands. They said, Otter Man has a very long neck. It looks more like an otter. Mm -hmm. A very elongated neck. And his hands look almost like shovels. Mm -hmm. The fingers are massive, and they almost look like, like otter hands. Like are Silly question here. Are otter hands kind of webbed a little they're, bit? They're webbed. Yeah. yeah. They have kind of a webbing on them. And they're saying that the hands of this creature look very otter-like in mm -hmm. a way. Like they're clawed and they're just kind of like big, bulbous, like brrr, big, chunky hands. Uh, so they bring this fur to this marine biologist. And at first they're like, yeah, we found some fur. We don't know what it is. And he's like, this fur is really interesting. It's otter fur. It is otter fur. And he goes, and there's, it's the DNA profile of this. This is definitely otter fur. And they're like, cool. What's so weird about it? It's three times as long as it should be. Oh. Oh. He goes, otters don't, uh, they shed. They don't have hair that needs to be cut. They're not like right. a, a, a dog or a certain type of dog or a human. They're any other kind of animal. They just shed, you know? Yeah. So their hair is a uniform length all the time. Furthermore, aquatic animals have short, Shorter fur. Right. It's dense and it's short. Yeah. Uh, this hair is otter hair for sure, but it's three times as long as it should be. Huh. Now, and this this was a sea otter too, which you said are already four times as big as normal otters. Correct, but the okay. hair length stays the same apparently. Okay, like, gotcha. The hair length doesn't it, it doesn't equate. I see. Yeah, this guy's like this type of the DNA profile is very much otter. The length of this is not what an otter should have for the length of hair for this. We got ourselves a giant otter. Well, he was like this, and the guy goes, so what would this be? He goes, it would have to be either just an outlier, like it's some, somehow this thing has longer hair than it should have, or it is an otter that is more meant to be on the ground than it is meant to be in the water. Huh. And they were like, oh my gosh, because the whole point of this otter man is that he has the ability to go in the water, but spends most of his time in the forests. Right. And they were like, that's really interesting. Because that would fit the profile of an otter-based creature that would sometimes go in the water. Which otters, they said uh, sea otters almost spend 100% of their lives in the water. They don't even get out. Mm -hmm. And the river otters that we've seen, they're like 50-50. But like this thing, he goes like, for that fur to be that long, you couldn't practically be in the water. It would weigh you down. Weigh you down would, too yeah. much. And so it was just like, it really stuck out as something incredibly odd. And they had pretty good tufts of this stuff. It wasn't like they had like one or two hairs. So super crazy mystery with this uh, uh, kushtaka um, uh, creature. It's just something else. And I kind of want to keep like like... Our eyes peeled on this thing. It's yeah, that's cool. Really I, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh, some of the uh, facts of this thing, they say 8 to 10 feet tall, uh, crazy powerful arms, longer arms than um, it's proportionate for its body, and uh, just incredibly powerful, long neck on it, and kind of an otter-like face. It kind of looks like that. 
And some of the stories of this thing attribute it having shape-shifting capabilities where it can kind of change its overall profile and do what it needs to do, and that it can mimic uh, other sounds to uh, bewilder or tempt other creatures to come in looking for stuff. Got a jacked otter. He's been hitting yeah. the otter weights, man. Dude, yeah. I mean, these things look like they're a, it's like a WWE wrestler for sure. It's Almost like, reminds you of like the kangaroos, those kangaroos that are all roided out and jacked up. You see no, those, those, those guys are packs. creepy looking. Yeah. They look scary. Yeah. And that one guy that punched it in the mouth when it tried to kill his dog. You yeah. See that video? yeah, I've seen that one. That's crazy. The one that freaked me out, the guy was like in his living room. And here's this, this kangaroo trying, like banging up against the glass window. Yeah. And that thing was just jacked. Yeah. I mean, he looked like a superhero. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, you got pecs. Yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like you, you got body image, and they're like, I'm not as jacked as that kangaroo is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kangaroo workout. Uh, but yeah, man, so this episode one of our great Alaskan adventure. Stay tuned for more from us for that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. All right. Well, as always, we'd like to thank the great people at freesound.org for some of the sound effects and sound bites and music. And uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, send us an email. Send us a letter. Send us a, a positive vibes and a high five. You know, we appreciate your support. We have fun doing this. Some days we have a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, gosh, anything else, boys? I think you covered all of it there. I'd like mean... to thank our special guest for stopping by. Yeah, big thanks to Reed. He had a lot of fun on here, didn't he? <laughs> he it was I fun having did. him for sure. And. And like we said, stay tuned. And hey, like we said, also for this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe through your podcast uh, uh, aggregate of choice. I hear Spotify has become one of our number one uh, places that people get our show. So uh, thank you for that. And just share us with a friend. We want to get this love spread out and have a good time with it and do more cool things. Take care, y'all. All right, see you. Here, why don't you uh, just just say something so that we can see if your microphone Yeah, say anything in your microphone. Okay. And you probably don't want to grab it. Yeah, you don't you don't yeah, have to grab it. Yeah, you can just your hands talk. off of it and just talk like this. Yep, just talk. And just say like say like my name is Reed. Hey. There you go. Hey. He's Fonzie. Yeah. Can you hey. go? Can you go? Hey. Hey. There you go. There you go. That sounded good. We like to do an exercise. You like to exercises at school, so we do a thing called lion face, lemon face. So you just do what I do. Are you ready? We do lion face, lemon face, lion face, lemon face. Make it so. Eddie looks like he's gonna poop. He ate a, lead for breakfast. Yeah, he had lead, lead on his Cheerios. He grew up with lead-based paint everywhere. You know, <laughs> this is how we roll in 1975. <laughs> it's so it's hard to about it. Bigfoot that you like Bigfoot. He acts like he's never heard of the word. <laughs> Uh, Dude, he's, he knows as much as Bigfoot about as we je do. Je ne sais quoi, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> je ne sais, Bigfoot. Je ne sais. Oh, okay, All right. here we go.